Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Fabulous new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory. Sales staff that works with you. That's why they have so many repeat customers. And a fabulous service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Well, the final three is tonight in women's basketball. You're probably asking, well, no, Steve, it's the four. Now, it's the final three. You want to know why? Here at the NCAA did again. I think uh, Matt quit. <laughs> I'm just waiting to hear what the NCAA did next. They put out a Twitter promoting the final four in San Antonio. And they had all these great shots of South Carolina, all these great shots of UConn, all these great shots of Stanford, all these great shots of South Carolina, all these great shots of UConn, all these great shots of Stanford. There was not one shot of Arizona. (laughs) No good! No good! No good! Now, I can see... I can see if you're promoting the 64-team field and you accidentally leave out, leave out Texas Southern because there's just so many teams where you say, oh, man, we didn't... Really? We got 63 out of 64. Where's the Texas Southern shot? Okay. There are four teams! Four! <laughs> Who sat back and approved it go, we got it! Yo, you don't... <laughs> See that team there? They made the final four. There's only four teams you have to put in there, and nobody caught the mistake. You know, I mean, I mean you sit there and you just can't believe what's going on with this group. They can't get anything right. Mark Ember needs to take an old Saints thing, old 95, 75 Tampa Bay Bucks thing, and just put a paper bag over his head. I mean, who did this? I mean, did a group of interns do it? How do you miss? Okay, again, if there's 64 teams, oh, doggone it. We we miss putting in Stephen F. Austin. All right? Oh, doggone it. We miss putting Mount St. Mary's in. Okay. 
right? You, you make a correction because there's 64 teams. You're like, oh, man, I thought we had everybody in there. It's, it's just hard to tell sometimes. There are four teams. <laughs> Arizona's not in the promo. Four. Hoosiers. Unbelievable. <laughs> Will you just sit? That's why I'm going to call them the final three. That's all the NCAA seems to recognize. Three teams. <laughs> I want Arizona to win the whole thing now. I really do. I don't think it's going to happen, but I really want that to happen. What, Arizona? I know it's it's kind of – they're playing UConn tonight. Uh, hard to pick against UConn. Very hard to pick against UConn. But <laughs> okay, you can't this you can't sit there and you cannot sit there and say, well, once again, they backslap the woman. You can't do that. They were the ones that put it out. <laughs> I sit there like, what is wrong with you people? I guess the Kansas players were sitting there. I mean, I'm sorry. The Arkansas play, the Arizona players were sitting there. The Arizona players are looking around going, yeah, they can't wait to see because they're excited. They're watching it and watching it and watching it, and they never appear. That's how it got brought up. They brought it up at the press conference. They sat back and went, we can't believe we made it here. They did this big promo. We didn't even make the cut. It's just stunning. It's you just sit back and say, "Is it possible to be this bad at what you do?" Missing one of the final four teams, you're bad at your job. Like you're not good at it. What kind of inventory does it take to sit back and go, "Okay, South Carolina, Stanford, UConn. Yep, we got them all." <laughs> you know. Okay. It's it's a new day and it's so another uh, embarrassment we... for the NCAA, yes. <laughs> Where we major in tone deafness. But it, it but it's just it's a kind of mistake, but here's the all right, here's one of the issues I have. Well, let's go big picture now for a moment. You, as a, a young person, are very, very precise. All right? And you'll run stuff by me every once in a while. And once in a while, I'll say, hey, we need to think about this. All right? But you're very precise, very caring, and you're constantly either trying to come up with ideas or run something by me for verification. Right? I mean that that's how that's how we operate. Yes. Okay. But a lot of a lot of people aren't you. And seriously, I'm I'm saying this is a compliment to you, but a lot of people well, you. aren't you know, I mean uh, younger people aren't you. And look, and I teach in a class where you know what, I've got a lot of very Attentive, smart thinkers uh, that I think would handle a lot of things very much the same way you would. Okay, but there's a lot that aren't that don't get it. If you if if you 
pull them aside and go, hey, uh, by the way, Elgin Baylor died. All right, what do you do? Uh, all right. No. You're saying, well, you know, you played so much longer. Excuse me, but if you want to ask me, ask me about Tony Lazari, Jimmy Fox, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, you know, Hank Greenberg. I wasn't alive when they played, but I'm a student of the game. I was interested in it. You don't get that a lot these days. Everything's just in the moment. Well, when you're in the moment, you can't even put Arizona in your Final Four preview. And this is not, this is, this was the NCAA did. This is not ESPN. How do you do your job like that? And who's approving it? That's what gets me. Somebody has to approve it. <laughs> Somebody had to look up, yep, that's good. <laughs> That's the other part. Somebody went, love it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you loved it. Because, um, <clears throat> uh, we missed a team. How do you miss a team when there's only four? <laughs> Which has had some memorable games in this tournament to get to the stage. So it's the final three tonight. I'm going to be, no offense to UConn, I might be rooting like heck for Arizona because maybe if they do win, they'll put him in the promo for the championship game. And that's iffy. <laughs> I don't know. Could be like how the NFL you know, NFL films did Super Bowl three. Oh, boy, the Colts played great, and they just barely lost <laughs> to the Jets. <laughs> Oh, Major League Baseball is going to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Just so you know, they've made the announcement they're going to do it. So this is corporate America making its statement about the uh, Georgia voting bill. The only thing I will say, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know all the ins and outs of it. I can I can guarantee you that people that are making decisions haven't read it. Now, after reading it, you still want to do it? Hey, it's your, it's your business. You do what you want. I don't care. But don't do the clip. When you, have to, when you make big decisions, don't do cliff notes. Don't put, do cliff notes. Make sure that you've got a handle on what it actually says. And after reading it and looking at what it actually says, you may say, we, we, we're not going to Georgia. That's, as a business, that is well within your decision as to what you want to do. And they're making the decision now because they have to move it someplace. I don't know where they're moving it to. I don't think they've said anything. It's probably just open for bid right now, right? You think? I would think, unless they switch some cities around that were upcoming. Uh, hard to do, and I, you know, I don't know where you put it. Um, it's interesting because these are these are difficult decisions. 
for this reason is that you don't know what states are open. I mean, I know what states are open. We do, too. But you have to make that decision about how, how do you do this? What are the rules within a particular state? Like, for example, you're not going to move it to Detroit. I mean, they're still locked down. So you really don't want to move it there right now, do you? No. And for the Braves, you feel bad. This was a chance to show, showcase their park to everybody across the country. But they have made that decision. So uh, this is not the first time a pro sports league has done something like this. We all know that uh, we know that the uh, the NBA moved the All-Star game out of Charlotte. And many, many years ago, the NFL had planned on playing a Super Bowl in Arizona, and they had not, at that point, Arizona may have been the only state that had not passed the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday bill yet. And they said, until you do, we are not bringing the Super Bowl there. Finally, they passed it, and I believe Super Bowl Thirty between the Cowboys and the Steelers finally was played at Sun Devil Stadium at Tempe. So, I mean, this is not unusual. This has happened before. Uh, Rob Manfred put together a long-winded release. I'm not going to read it because it's long-winded. Just, you know, get to the point. Uh, uh, This is the protest of the bill recently signed by Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and includes new restrictions on voting by mail. It gives the legislature greater control over how elections are run. It's been opposed by both Democrats and voting rights group who believe that the law will disproportionately disenfranchise voters of color. So they've decided to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta in response to that. Well within their right. Delta Airlines is, is, and Coca-Cola both have come out against the bill. American Airlines has come out against a voting bill in Texas that is still in the legislature. Lawrence is stunned I even know any of this stuff. <laughs> Lawrence is sitting there going, Rick. He's stunned I know that. He, he almost drove off the road. Oh, my goodness. All right. It's Good Friday. So, again, to all of you who celebrate Passover, we'll start there. Because Passover has, has began last weekend. Happy Passover. And to those who celebrate Easter weekend on this Good Friday, a happy Easter to you. Is anybody in the station today? Um, yes, actually. Including the aforementioned Mark Lawrence. Well, of course, he's a dedicated professional. <laughs> I, I believe the suit is still in the building. And there's a couple and, others. Uh, well, and then there's 180 of uh, Mark. So. <laughs> <laughs> and myself, of course. Well, that's because you're a dedicated professional. Right. Suit's not watching the dog again, is he? I haven't seen him all day, so I'm going to say no on that one. The dog, the or dog the suit? bed is. I haven't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the suit's here. In per- the suit's here today. I haven't seen uh, the dog though. Yeah. I, I, the suit has watched a lot of Seinfeld. Have you noticed the suit keeps his door closed? 
I, I don't know if I want to go in there. I don't, she says, I don't think we should go in there. I think he's in an important meeting. It's amazing how George Costanza and his philosophy of management has rubbed off on. Okay, we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet. We're working with the suit. You feel like you need it more than ever here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. When the suit played Little League Baseball, this was his walk-up music. It just, it, it, you know, the crowd's like, that's not inspiring. Like, what the heck? Really? <laughs> People started walking out. Like, that's your walk-up music? All right, great to have you with us on the show today. They only put three teams into the Final Four promo. Now, this is the NCAA. This is not ESPN. Okay, It was it was the NCAA's, I believe it was their Twitter account, promoting the Women's Final Four in San Antonio. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. <laughs> You sort of just sit there and just shake your head like, this can't be possible. No, it's possible. <laughs> it's very, very possible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Face palm emoji. You just throw your hands up and you say, It's just another day where guess who has to explain what's going on. Oh. I mean, I've, I, you know, in the reality, I feel awful for the Arizona women's basketball team. Imagine how excited they were to see themselves in this thing. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors here, routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory all at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. And again, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, lots of snacks, they roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. Six great flavors of slush. It's going to get warmer next week, so I might as well mention that. And also the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. 
Joined now by one of the outstanding ones, that's Brandon Gowden. Brandon, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Hey, good to be back, man. I, I tell you what, you sold me on those promos. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> that's, that's what we do in this business, you know that. <laughs> what was it like for you to be back in Hinkle Fieldhouse? Because I don't think people realize at one point you were the play-by-play guy for Butler. It was awesome. I mean, that was, um, you know, getting that job because I went to school there. I called games there from 2011 to 13. So my first year was the second Final Four run that Butler had when they lost to Connecticut. Um, And I thought, you know, when I got that job, everybody joked because they had just lost to Duke. And everyone said, oh, man, it's, it's too bad you missed the run to the Final Four. But still, it's a neat gig. Congratulations. And then, lo and behold, of course, Brad Stevens and company would go back a second time. Um, ironically, the assistant coach with me there for those three seasons was Micah. your new head coach, Micah Shrewsbury. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but, but, but to answer your question, when Westwood won, was doling out the tournament assignments. The guy there, Howie Dinneroff, called and he said, hey, before I give anybody any assignments, would you like to do the games at Hinkle? And I said, well, you know, as the Pope Catholic, yeah, I'd love to do the games at Hinkle. So, uh, no, it was, it was incredibly cool. And even though it wasn't a packed house, uh, just to have fans there, as you know, Steve, after a year with no fans was really special. Yeah, I've done one game in Hinkle. It is special, very special. I do have to ask you, uh, you, you did bring up uh, Micah Shrewsbury. You saw him and knew him in, uh, when he was cutting his teeth in this business, working with Brad Stevens. What was your initial uh, thought about him and then him getting the Penn State job? I'm ex- just extremely excited for him. I think it's a great hire. I loved him from the moment I met him because what, what I think people that don't know Shrews behind closed doors, what they don't realize is he's one of the funniest guys you'll ever be around. And yeah. he knows how to turn on the, the coach base and be very professional. He's great at that. But, man, Steve, once you get to know him well, like he will say some of the most sarcastic, funny things you've ever heard. And he'll have the whole team rolling and laughing. So he, for us, you know, Brad Stevens was always so buttoned up. And Micah Shrewsbury was like the comedic relief on all of the road trips. Everybody <laughs> loved him. The players loved him. The staff loved him. You never heard a bad word about him. There's no ego. Uh, and on top of all that, Brad relied on him and the Ohio State assistant, Terry Johnson, uh, extremely, extremely great at X's and O's. Brad relied on them very heavily so I, I i wanted him to get a head job now i want terry johnson uh, chris holman's assistant at ohio state to get a head job yep. but he's very deserving that is uh, it's really cool because in time i've had a couple of chances to talk to him now i can see exactly what you're talking about i i thought as i was on sirius earlier today and they asked me about it and i said look i think it was an inspired hire by penn state so all right the yeah. the, the, the road begins um uh, a colleague of ours uh, unfortunately passed away during the tournament, and that's Joe Boylan. Uh, if anybody knew Joe Boylan, which you and I, of course, did, there couldn't have been a nicer guy on the planet who knew a lot about his basketball, but just a nice – you can't say enough good things about him. No, and, I, you know, it caught me off guard because this season – with how we were all spread out, you know, I mean, you and I didn't see each other. You just didn't see people, right? So, 
um, I was not aware that Joe's health was in question. And so Me too. I actually I actually found out from a text message and then hopped on Twitter and saw that it was true. And, uh, yeah, that one, that one rocked me a little bit because over the last couple of years, every time that I was assigned a Rutgers game, which was pretty frequently, Joe, he, he's the first guy to come up to you with a huge smile yep. and talk to you about ball, and he would make you laugh. He had so yep. many great stories from his days in the business and now as a broadcaster. He knew everybody. And, yep. you know, guys like that, um, for you and I to pick up stories and just listen, it's, it's invaluable. <laughs> And I appreciated his friendship and his relationship, and now to have him gone and to not be able to see him anymore in the future at those games, it's going to be tough. Uh, well said. Well said, because you and I think the world of him. Uh, all right. Uh, so you had a chance to really get a good look at the field. Who was the best team you thought you saw when you were in Indianapolis with these guys? Yeah, I think Gonzaga. Um I actually didn't work their game. I just went to watch their game at Hinkle Fieldhouse on my off day. And they're just, you know, I mean, their offense, it's the most efficient in the country. And it's like they never really make a mistake. And they've got, might be cliche to say, but they've got all the pieces that you need. And I think Baylor does too. Clearly they're the two best teams. They've been the two best teams all year long. So I'm glad they made it to this stage. But I think Gonzaga is, is a little cut above with how efficient that offense is and how well Drew Timmy is playing. I think he scored 75 points in the last three combined. So with, with how they can run that offense, um, I, I'd be surprised if they lost. Certainly they can. We see everything happen in this tournament. Uh, but Gonzaga, to me, I don't know how you feel, Steve, but I feel like they're the team to beat. Oh, I'm, I'm in complete agreement because, number one, I think they're good enough defensively. And offensively, Brandon, I, I haven't seen a team this year that moves the ball the way they do. They are an excellent passing team to me. It doesn't seem to care who scores. Is that fair? Yep. Yep, that's absolutely right. And, you know, to do – what they've been able to do on offense at the tempo that they play, they're sixth in the nation, Kim Palm and tempo. So you yes. figure they're going to put up some points. But but like you're saying, with the way that they share the ball with that pace um, is really, really impressive. And then when you've got a guy like Kispert who shoots it at 46% from three, a mm -hmm. Jalen Suggs who can just do it all running the show, again, there's, just, there's really no weakness. Now, UCLA is – totally opposite. I mean, UCLA and Tempo is one of the bottom 20 teams in the country. Right. And it, their hope in winning this, obviously, is to limit possessions, muck it up a little bit, and maybe they're only down five to seven late and they hit a couple shots and somehow they steal it. But I just, I just think Gonzaga's too darn good to let that happen. Uh, but we'll see. You know, UC, I also didn't think UCLA was going to get past Michigan, and I think their game plan was fantastic. And they found a way to win that. So, so who knows? Yeah, one thing that you know, because you and I have done enough Wisconsin games in the course of our careers, that when Wisconsin gets up on you, just say it's six points, it feels like twelve because of the pace. Oh yeah, yep. And, yep. and, that, and I think I, that, that, that's a big part of it. Yeah, it is. There are certain teams that are harder to come back on, and Wisconsin, they they kind of I think. They lead the pack in that category because it, you're right. If it's 
56-49 with three minutes left. It feels like it's 66-49 with three right. minutes left. Exactly. Um, now, so if UCLA could get some type of a lead late, um, I still think Gonzaga's firepower will be able to overcome that. Um, but the X factor for me for UCLA, because I had two of their games in the tournament, a lot of people talk about Juzang and, and Jaime Jaquez, and obviously they're very good players. We've come to know them nationally through this tournament. They can score it. But they've got a big guy down low named Cody Riley, and yes. he doesn't yep. jump off the sheet at you with 20 and 10, but he is he's the glue guy, and uh, as cliche as that phrase is. But Mick Cronin in our Zoom call a couple of weeks ago was just saying that Cody Riley doesn't get enough attention. He, he helps us out. He sets the table defensively underneath. He anchors us. Uh, underneath the goal offensively and if we work through him that's typically when we're at our best so I say that because he has a tendency to pick up early fouls if Cody Riley picks up too early or if he's limited by Gonzaga I really think this becomes an uphill climb for the Bruins Uh, but if Cody Riley can stay in the game and he can really make his presence felt on the defensive side of the ball without picking up fouls yeah UCLA can make it interesting heck I they were down 17 to Michigan State in the final, uh, yeah. the first four, and I had them dead to right. So yeah. I guess maybe, uh, maybe don't count the Bruins out just right. yet. Yeah, they're like uh, you know, going back to Wisconsin. It's like the running football team. Uh, you, yeah. you, know, you mentioned they're down 17. You don't think they're going to come from behind. UCLA did in the Michigan State game, but normally a team that plays at that kind of pace, they need to play either in the neighborhood or with the lead. And with Gonzaga, they can bury you in a hurry. The other one's Baylor-Houston. Again, contrasting styles. Houston's not the greatest offensive team on the planet, but, man, they play some really good defense. Baylor came back from COVID, didn't quite seem the same. Now they look like the team that played in December. What's, What's your thought on that game? Yeah, and obviously Baylor shoots it so well. I mean, they're over 40%, which I think is still the best mark in the country. But, yeah, Houston, their field goal percentage defense does lead the nation. So it is two totally different styles. But I think what Houston wants to do is wreak havoc with your guards around the perimeter. And I think Baylor is kind of – they're the anecdote. I think they're built to go against this Houston defense. I'm not saying that Houston won't give them problems. They will, but if you you look at the teams that Houston has really feasted on this year, it's when you maybe have a weak link around the perimeter or a relative weak link. And with with Butler, Teague, and Mitchell for Baylor, they don't really have that. So I think two of those guys are going to have to have an off night for Houston to win this game. I think that I would give Houston a little bit of a better shot at knocking off Baylor than I would give UCLA-Gonzaga. But I still see this as probably call it, you know, like an eight to ten point game most of the way that Baylor just hits free throws down the stretch and wins. Unless Houston, like I said, if they can get Butler, Teague, and Mitchell, I think they need two of those guys to start to turn the ball over and miss some shots. It's just something that they do don't do very often. If Houston can get that done, then they've got a chance here. Uh still have Madden on the docket. Is that still part of what you're gonna do? Yeah, actually, it's funny, Steve. I just uh, from noon to three. I just finished a little bit ago. So, well, which it's funny because I used to have to go down to Orlando every week to do it, but with a pandemic, now we do it from home. So the microphone and the soundproofing panels and all the equipment sits at the foot of my bed. 
So I go <laughs> from my bed, slip on my robe and slippers, and slide right into the recording chair. <laughs> oh, just the image anybody who buys the game wants to hear. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sound you hear is the sales declining right now for Madden. So. <laughs> What's that experience been like, and, uh, and how do you go about doing it? Because it is remarkable. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and no offense, I don't buy the game because it's not quite, but my kids buy it. So how do you go about doing <laughs> that? It's been different. Um, I don't play the game either. The only time I've played it, honestly, is with my nephew who's 11, and yeah. I have lost. I've lost every time to him. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't. There's so many <laughs> buttons on the remote control that I just get confused. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So the the interesting thing to me, Steve, though, is I I thought it might be a little bit more like calling a game. It's actually more just like being a voice actor, and right. you're you're mainly reading a script. But the harder part to me is that they record everything in fragments and then they stitch it all together. So when you hear the game, it's not like one play is one fluid sentence. It is six different lines that we recorded probably on six different days, maybe even six different months, that then they try to stitch together to make it sound fluid. And so naturally when, that, when you do it that way, and that's the only way they can do it because it's a video game, but when you do it that way, it sounds a little bit more robotic, um, and it also tends to sound more repetitive. So when I hear it, when I play with my nephew, I hate the sound of it because to me, it doesn't sound like the way you and I sound when we call games. It sounds exactly. like a robot. Um, right. But all that to say, and I mean what I'm about to say next, like if you would have told me 10 years ago I would have had that opportunity, I, would have, I just wouldn't have known, A, how it would happen, and B, I, how could I have done it, et cetera. And now to be able to be six years into it, uh, I just feel incredibly honored because it is such a it's a neat project. It's a cool game, and I've had an I've had an absolute blast with it through the ups and downs. Well, I've always been happy for you that you did it. I think it's great that you do it. So, uh, and, and believe me, there are a lot of people. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I know who Brandon is. Yeah, he's on the game. Well, what about the other stuff he does? No, he's on the game. <laughs> it it undoubtedly is the uh, coolest thing in my bag because that's really all the people want to talk about, especially the kids, like the friends of my yeah. nieces and nephews. Nobody cares that, you know, I did the basketball game the other night. They just want to yell at me because I yelled at them when they went for two when they should have kicked the extra point in mess. So, um, in fact, I should re re refrain from saying that they think it's cool. I mainly just get people that are angry at something that I said and why I said it in this situation. And I, I want to tell them, you know, I'm sorry. When you were playing last night, I was in the movie theater just watching a movie. Like I had nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with what went on in your make believe game there. So, uh. well, in what we do, colleague to colleague, you're awesome at that too. So <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> uh, appreciate you very much, my friend. Have a great weekend, and it's always great catching up with you. Thank you so much, Brandon. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, Steve. And like I said, please pass along a hello to Micah, and I'll look forward to catching up with you soon here again. I appreciate that. I will. All Brandon right. Gowden, what a great job he does all the time at everything. See, now the suit perked up in the, in the corner office. <laughs> the last segment dealt with Madden.
That is exactly right. That's up his alley. <laughs> now they're talking sports. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> I've been waiting for them to talk for sports on the show for years. We talked about the Madden, the game. Yes, that's sports. All right. You, sir, are my hero. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Doug Birdsong, the esteemed play-by-play voice of Bucknell Sports. Wanted to make sure everyone knew that the suit also uh, loves IndyCar. So he loves Madden football and IndyCar. No good! No good! No good! We are still waiting for the recording of S-U-I-T suit. F O U L E D. That spells fault. <laughs> it's our guy, man. All right. I will promote to the ends of the earth. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I, I think the world of Doug. Like, you know, Bucknell is so lucky to have him. Yeah. And the more he talks in those broadcasts, the better. All right. So, uh, <laughs> I heard that. You, sir, are my hero. <laughs> uh, more in the next half hour. Uh, I didn't bother bringing up the final three with Brandon. I just, <laughs> I feel, I feel awful for the Arizona players. Only because you know what? You're sitting in a room, and they show it to you, and you've accomplished something that no other Arizona team has ever accomplished. I'm sorry, I'm in women's basketball, right? This is brand new ground. You get to, quote, the promised land, the final four of your sport. And they show you the promo for your final four. And you're sitting there looking at it saying, okay, 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 okay. And then you look around, it's over. Like, where, where are we? I, how, do, how do you do that? How do you miss in your promo one of the four teams in your tournament that are left? I'm sure they have plenty of shots of Paige Beckers. (laughs) With all due respect to Paige Beckers, who's a great player, she should be in there. But it's like a poor... The poor Arizona players. Again, you're sitting here saying, oh, man, this will be great. I can't wait to uh, 
Um, well, that was disappointing. <laughs> Wow. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK.